The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Welcome to the Disney Wedding Podcast, brought to you by Carrie Hayward's Fairy Tale Weddings Guide, the only guidebook and bridal organizer tailored exclusively to Disney's fairy tale weddings at Walt Disney World. I'm Carrie Hayward, and each week I feature a different aspect of Disney weddings, from the latest news, information, and money saving tips to interviews with wedding vendors and real Disney brides and grooms. I also cover honeymoons, anniversaries, and engagements at the Disney parks and resorts. Join me now as the Disney Wedding Podcast celebrates romance at Disney destinations. Today on the Disney Wedding Podcast, I am speaking with Shannon Belanger about her Disney wedding at the Wedding Pavilion with a cake and champagne reception at Grand Terrace, a dinner at the Attic, and a dessert party in Norway at Epcot. I thought you guys would be interested to hear about how she planned all of these events and how everything turned out. So welcome, Shannon. Hi, thank you very much for having me. Thanks so much for being on the show today. I always like to start at the very beginning and find out how you and your fiance decided that you wanted to have your wedding at Disney. It was actually my fiance, now my husband's idea. I was thinking a very small, intimate, probably a beachside wedding somewhere local. And we both love Disney. It's our favorite place in the world. And he mentioned it. And I was like, oh, no, you're crazy. That's way too much money. We're not going to do that. We're not going to ask our our family to go down there. And once we started looking into it, it really wasn't as crazy as I thought it was. So he ended up talking me into it. <laughs> That's great. So how did your friends and family react when they found out where it was going to be? Most of them were very excited. So my my brother and my sister-in-law, my sister-in-law more so is a Disney file as well. She goes down there many times a year. She does the races. So as soon as we said that, she was she was all excited and most of my family, the rest of my family hasn't been there in a really long time. So they were really excited to go down there and kind of see what they were going to be able to see as far as what we were providing for the wedding. And then my husband's family, I don't know that some of them have ever been there. So it was really, everybody was really excited to be able to do something different. And it's one of the last times that we'll probably be able to get all of these people together because we're all over the country. So it was just, it was almost like a reunion. It was really great. Oh, that's wonderful. How many guests did you invite and how many were able to make the trip? So we did invite 18 originally. There were three that were not able to attend. So we actually, when we sent out our save the dates, we did kind of a pre-RSVP at that time. So we knew way ahead of time, you know, who was probably going to come and who wasn't. So when we had the couple that didn't end up being able to make it based on that, we had room for some of our nieces and nephews that were not three years old, but, you know, a little bit older than that. So we were able to incorporate them in as well. So we had the full 18. That's great. Now, did you guys choose to set up a room block? Yes, we did. We did Port Orleans, Riverside, and the Grand Floridian. Got it. Now, how did you choose your day of the week and time of day? 
So that's actually a funny story. So my brother is the general manager for um, amusement park here in Connecticut. And he pretty much only has about a month and a half during the year where he can take time off because, you know, he's busy with everything going on. So February, I knew we had to be in February because that's the best time for him. And then I was looking at the school calendars to see, you know, with the kids that were involved when they might have some days off of school. So we ended up picking the week of President's Week because it just worked out with all of the different calendars. And then the day of the week really didn't matter to us. We knew we probably wanted it towards the middle of the week just from a pricing point. And then it happened to be the week of 2-2020. So we knew that day was never going to happen. So basically we said, whatever is available in this week, let us know and then we'll pick from there. Wow, that was really great that you were able to accommodate them. Yeah, like I said, it it really didn't matter to us. We just knew it had to be in that week and we knew the um, locations we wanted. So we said, hey, whatever dates and times you have for these locations, let us know and then we'll pick from that. Okay, so then how did you choose those locations? So the wedding pavilion, we pretty much knew that right away, although depending on who you ask, (laughs) you get a different story. My husband says he always knew. I don't know about that, but (laughs) we, um, (laughs) we ended up going to the showcase last year. So we had it down to the wedding pavilion in Seabreeze Point. So when we went to the showcase last year, we were able to, we weren't able to get into the wedding pavilion, actually. I think they had an event but they did have Seabreeze Point open. And when we got there, it just wasn't as pretty to us as it was in the pictures. So we decided out of all of the other options, really the wedding pavilion was the only one that we could see ourselves getting married in. I mean, it's a Disney wedding and we really wanted our guests to have that Disney feel. And when you're looking out that window and you can see the castle in the distance, you know, it doesn't get much more Disney than that. So that's how we settled on the pavilion. The attic, I knew right away when I started doing research on your website and through Diz Brides that I just loved it. I loved the quirky look of it. I loved that it had the balcony and you can see Spaceship Earth and and the whole boardwalk scene. I just, I thought it was the greatest. That was a location that we were able to go through when we went to the showcase. And my husband felt the same way. He He just thought it was the coolest thing. And Epcot is his favorite park. So being able to have the opportunity to have those pictures with the spaceship art background, he just, he fell in love with it. So that's how we decided where we were going to have our dinner. And then the fireworks show, we knew we wanted Epcot. So we had not been to the new fireworks show yet. And none of our guests had been either, even the frequent Disney flyers. Mm -hmm. So we really knew that we wanted to have a dessert party there and all experience that new show together. And it's funny. We picked Frozen, we had a ride mix in as well. So we picked Frozen. And the reason why we picked Frozen is because my my son, who is 16, is completely against everything Frozen. Um, He doesn't (laughs) want to know. He wants to know nothing about it. He refuses to watch it. If he hears the songs, he'll walk out of the room or shut the radio off. And I also have a cousin who is kind of anti-establishment and the whole princess scene and everything. And she has a, a daughter who's about eight years old and she, she hasn't seen Frozen yet. So I was like, you know what? The only time this, the people are going to be able to see Frozen is if we take them on the ride. And they can't say no because they're with us. So we decided that we would do the ride mix in with Frozen. And that's how we picked Norway for our location because it's right by the ride. 
Okay, so I have to ask, was your son, did he have like his eyes squeezed shut and his hands <laughs> over his ears the whole time? <laughs> no, he actually enjoyed it. He was sitting with some other kids that were in our group so that, you know, they kind of suffered through it together. But I, you know, I warned him, I said, it's, it's frozen, but it, it's really cool. Like the technology and he's into all that technology stuff. So I think you'll really enjoy it just being able to pick it apart from that aspect. But yeah, no, I mean, he wasn't happy about it leading up to it, but he didn't complain. So. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm interested about how you ended up at Grand Terrace, because I know that by default, they, when you're having a smaller wedding and a cake and champagne reception, they like to try to shoehorn you into a ballroom at the Grand Floridian. How did you choose that? So I, I don't like the ballrooms. I, I knew I wanted to have at least some windows or some kind of outdoor space. I just don't like being confined in those four walls, especially going from the pavilion, walking over to the Floridian. It just seemed silly to me to be stuck in a ballroom. So I was doing some research and we had a 2.30 ceremony. So our first pick would have been Citrico's, but because of the timing, that wasn't an option. So I started looking to other things and I saw the terrace and I knew that it was closed for a period of time, but I figured, you know, it doesn't hurt to ask what types of venues do you have that aren't just a room with four walls? And that was one of the options she actually gave me. And we actually got locked in before the 30 day mark. I think it was about day 45 or so. She actually was able to get it to us and get it secured on our BEO. So it was, it was great. It just ended up working out that we got it. That's fantastic. Now, did you guys provide any kind of entertainment at any of your events? We just had the organist and the violinist at the pavilion, and then the violinist came with us to the cake and champagne celebration. Got it. Okay. Do you have any menu items or cake flavors you can recommend? Yeah, so we actually had two different cake flavors for two-tiered cake. One of them was the French toast with the white chocolate walnut frosting maple frosting it was so good we actually had that at the showcase and as soon as we tasted it we're like yeah there's there's no way we're not gonna have this at our wedding it was just so good and the other one was just a marble with a a regular buttercream frosting just in case there was any of our guests who didn't have that sweet tooth that we have so we did that that's cool any food items you can recommend from your dinner or desserts from the dessert party Honestly, all of our food was absolutely amazing. I mean, our guests are still talking about how good it was. We ended up having a peppercorn crusted sirloin, and it was probably one of the best pieces of meat that I've ever had. It was everything that they made was just phenomenal. They did a caprese salad, which was delicious. I actually had another cake made for my husband at the dessert party. His favorite character is Donald Duck. So I asked them to make him a cake in honor of Donald Duck, and it was s'mores flavor. I didn't get to try it, but he absolutely loved it. He said it was even better than the French toast cake. And they actually made the Donald Duck out of, I think it was white chocolate. They carved it and painted it. It was amazing. It it was absolutely way better than I ever thought it would come out. And he was completely surprised and brought to tears about it. But the people that ate it said it was delicious. I can't confirm that, but that was a big hit. And we also had, I had popcorn at my dessert party because I can't 
go to an amusement park and not have popcorn. One of my absolute favorite things in the world. So we had the popcorn machine, which was fun. They had the little boxes and we were able to actually take out anything that hadn't been eaten already and bring it with us. And we also had a lemon basil sorbet, which was delicious. Very much on the sweet side. And you wouldn't think with the basil, but it was phenomenal. I ended up having some of that with some of our fruit platter that we had. Got it. That sounds great. Can you give my listeners a timeline of how your day ran? Sure. So woke up about seven o'clock. So we stayed at the Grand Floridian in DVC the night before and the night of the wedding. Woke up at seven o'clock. The dress steamer came in about 7.30, 7.45 to do my dress and to do his suit. About 8.30, hair and makeup came and it was just me. So I had them. I had her to myself. Actually, it was Stacey Otto. And she was with me till about 11.30 doing hair and makeup. Vicky came to my room about 11 o'clock. And David actually went with my flower girl and my ring bearer. They ended up going to Senses to get their hair and makeup done. So, and it was actually my flower girl's first haircut. So he was able to take pictures for their parents and do all that while oh. Vicky came to me. And we did, we did some shots of getting ready in my room. Randy Chapman was my videographer, so he came around noon as well and started taking some different shots and whatnot around the room and getting ready. Then he, Vicky, and I left to go do our first look at the Grand Floridian. So we met David and my husband over there, and it, we did it over towards the entrance of Citrico's. They had him facing the gate and had me walk up from behind him. And then we took some pictures around the lobby after that. We tried to keep all of our guests away from the Floridian because we didn't want any of them to see us before they actually opened the doors at the pavilion. So that was a little tricky, but I think we managed. And then our ceremony was at 2.30. So we did all those pictures until about 2 o'clock. And then we started walking over for the ceremony. Ceremony, I don't even think we made 10 minutes. Um, It was fairly quick. We did pictures over there and then we went over to back over to the Grand Floridian for the cake and champagne ceremony about 3.15 or 3.30, I think it was. And we were there until 4.30. And at 4.30, we had three one-way vans come to pick up all the guests. We had the limo to take us over to the attic. We were about 20 minutes or so early, so they let us take some picture, or I should say we took some pictures around the boardwalk, and then we walked up to come in there for 5 o'clock. They introduced us to the room. The food started to be served about 5.15, 5.20, and they pretty much left it out the entire time. They had told us they were going to shut down about a half an hour, so about 6.30 they were going to shut down, but they didn't. They actually kept it open probably till like 7.15. They let us have the room because I don't think there was another event happening that night. So about 7.20, 7.30, we all left and we actually ended up taking pictures along the boardwalk with David and Vicki. We went out to the main entrance. We took some pictures there and then they were done at 8 o'clock. So I just had them through 8 o'clock and then Disney Fine Arts Photography picked up for the dessert party. So once the vans came back to pick everybody up and bring us backstage to Epcot, we got there about 8.15, and then from 8.15 to 10.15 was our dessert party. Okay, so now I know this is going to betray my obsession with cake, but since you went directly from the cake and champagne ceremony to your dinner at the attic, what did you do with the cake? 
So we had the limo. So we didn't start using the limo until after the cake and champagne ceremony. So we had my stepson, before we all left the boardwalk, he and his girlfriend took the cake and some of the items that we had with us for the day, like decorations and whatnot. They took it back to our room at the Grand Floridian for us with the limo. And then they met us back at boardwalk. So for when the buses came, they could hop on the bus with everybody else. Oh, that's really nice. That was a great idea. Yeah. (laughs) So when you were planning, what were some of the most important aspects where you focused your attention or your budget? Photography and videography for me were number one. I've never been married before. This was my husband's second marriage. But even still, it's Disney. Once in a lifetime experience. Never going to do it again. Probably won't ever know anybody who's done it. I really wanted it documented for that reason, but also because I knew that it was going to go by quickly and I knew there were going to be things that either I or he weren't going to be able to see, you know, especially at the wedding pavilion because I was in the back room. So I didn't get to see, you know, the, the ring bear or the flower girl or anything walk down. So I completely missed all that. So I really wanted those things documented. So that's where my main focus was. I had to convince my husband a little bit on the videography, but he ended up understanding where I came from on that. And I think he um, is happy that we ended up going with that because I don't think he realized too how much that he wasn't going to be able to absorb day of. So having that, that documented for us is just great. And then David and Vicky, I can't say enough about them. They are amazing at what they do. We've only gotten maybe 20 or so of our pictures so far, but they are just absolutely gorgeous. The different shots that they set up and some of them we were like, eh, we're not really sure what you're thinking here. This is kind of crazy, but to see what it came out to look like is just, they're just phenomenal at what they do. I don't know that there could have been any better job that anybody could have done based on what I've seen so far, I couldn't be happier with the two of them. And then the cake, the cake was really my biggest thing. We did a little bit of customization on the actual wedding cake. So we had the Mickey's delight, but we did it with a dark purple fondant instead of the white, um, which they charged us $50 extra for, which is actually not that bad. But that was a big deal to me because purple is my favorite color. and, And I just really didn't love the whole plain white look of it. Um, so to be able to have a little bit of customization there was important to me as well. But really, those are the three things that meant the most to me. I think my husband would say food overall. He's a bit of a foodie. So spending the money on the menu and actually coming up with the menu is what took us a lot of time as well, because we really wanted to make sure that we had things that everybody could enjoy, things that we liked. And we have a couple people who have allergies special dietary needs. So we wanted to make sure that we had something for everybody and not have to rely on the chefs, you know, having to make them a separate plate or anything. Interesting. Okay. And what three aspects were less important where you saved your money or your effort? Floral. So we really didn't do much floral. My bouquet was actually a wood flower bouquet that I had made up here locally. Same thing with the boutonnieres that my husband had his mother, my aunt, and a ring bearer. The only real floral we had was what was included in the escape package. So we ended up doing, I think it's the third option where we got the aisle petals. And then we had two more boutonnieres, which is what we ended up giving to our sons. So we each have a son. So we gave them the real flowers. 
Um, but really, we just couldn't see spending the money on floral. It just seemed like a waste to us. And the wedding pavilion is just beautiful on its own. It really doesn't need anything. And the attic, you know, it's just, it's so quirky. And it's it's got a whole different look to it. There really is no need to add anything more to it. So we just didn't think that it was necessary to spend the money on the floral. Got it. What ended up being your favorite memory of your wedding day? I think my favorite memory, walking down the aisle for sure, it was kind of a surreal moment. It's not something that I ever thought I would be doing. And close to that would probably be when they surprised my husband with his cake at the dessert party. We had been joking during the whole planning process that, you know, we were going to end up doing a surprise for each other and we'd book the same character or something like that. And you know, spend the double amount of money on the same thing. He had no idea whatsoever that I was doing anything and let alone thinking that it would be a cake or something like that. So he was completely, completely surprised by it. And it was funny too, because the cast members from Disney, I guess they didn't know, they thought it was a surprise for both of us. So they kind of corralled everybody to have like this big reveal. And I was like, oh yeah, I knew about that. (laughs) And they're like, oh, we didn't know who ordered it. I said, yeah, I, I ordered it. <laughs> <laughs> it was a great moment. Now, did anything go wrong or just not turn out like you expected? A couple things that didn't go as we expected, and it was our fault. Um, I think it was just not realizing how crazy the day was going to be. So because we had an escape wedding, we really didn't have on-site assistance from Disney. So, you know, you're responsible for basically bringing whatever you want to put out and make sure you put it out. So we had a rolling suitcase that had um, everything in there that we needed for the day. And we had um, things that needed to be put out for the ceremony. There were things for the attic. The one thing that didn't get put out was our cake topper. So we had a cake topper made. Luckily, we had it with us when we got to the attic. So we ended up putting it on one of the tables that they had out in the attic and we were able to get some pictures and things of it there, but it, it didn't get, it didn't make it to the cake. So that was kind of the one thing. And then the other thing I joke with my husband, when we actually got married, my stepson officiated the wedding. So I got married and we were standing up at the altar. He was more standing like side by side with my stepson as opposed to across from me. And I, I keep joking with him that, you know, the, the video and the pictures are going to look weird because he's, like on the other side of my stepson, <laughs> but I'm sure it'll be fine. <laughs> That's what Photoshop is for. <laughs> exactly, yeah. <laughs> now, was there anything that seemed like a big deal beforehand and then it turned out not to be? Honestly, not really for me. You know, it was a fairly easy process. I think the biggest thing I can think of is really more between us. So, you know, I, I came into this having watched the TV show and kind of doing some research and knowing that pretty much if you're willing to pay for it, Disney's probably willing to do it for you. My husband wanted more of like a catalog to say, okay, I want to pick this, this, and this. And he didn't really like that. You know, yes, we have all these resources from your website. You had the menus and the different decor and things that you could look at. But if he didn't like them, I said, well, we just kind of tell them what we want and they'll tell us how much it costs. And he really just wanted to have like a book he could flip through So that was our biggest thing. It really wasn't on Disney. It was on him. 
That's interesting. But I do think there are a lot of people who, especially with floral and decor, because it's hard to think that stuff up on your own if you're not really into it. And so wouldn't it be great if they had just, like you say, a catalog that you could go, I want this, that, and the other thing. They do have a document now that I have on my website that has some ideas. But like you were saying, it's certainly not everything that they can do. <laughs> right. Yeah. Like, you know, there was there were some things that we had thought might work and it and it ended up being the price for it. It just wasn't worth the money. Hmm. But yeah, he, he that was the one thing he, he was not happy about through the whole process. Interesting. Okay. And is there anything you would have done differently knowing what you know now? I probably would have had the three one-way vans pick us up after the dessert party. So we had them to bring the guests from the Floridian to the attic then we had them again to bring them from the attic to backstage China. But I wanted to have pictures on the monorail, not thinking that the dessert party, you know, goes until 10 or whatever, and the monorail wasn't going to be open. So we ended up having to take the buses back to <laughs> Floridian. So I didn't get my pictures. And it was a little frustrating, I think, for some of my guests. They were troopers about it, though, having to you know, wait for the bus and do all the different stops and whatnot. So I probably would have booked those vans for the return trip. Okay, that's a really good piece of advice. Any other tips or advice for future Disney couples? I would say go into it with an open mind. And again, understand that anything your imagination can think of, they can probably do as long as you're willing to pay for it. Your website is fantastic. We bought your book and we spent so much time going through the different pictures and menus and things on your website. So really using the tools that are available, even if they're not directly through Disney, there's a ton of information out there. Going through the different videos that are posted in the Diz Brides group helped too. That was one of the issues with our menu trying to, you know, we looked at all the menus that you had, but with the different dietary issues that we had going on in the group, we had to piece it together to a certain aspect. So just kind of asking those questions and putting that out there to Disney too, to say, Hey, you know, this is what we're thinking, but we have some people with these restrictions. What can we do to kind of make sure that they're accommodated as well? So just again, having an open mind and using your resources because there's a lot out there, even if it doesn't seem like it. That's a great tip. Well, Shannon, thank you so much for taking the time to chat with me today. I think you've offered a lot of great advice for anyone who's interested in planning a wedding or a vow renewal at Walt Disney World, and I appreciate your taking the time. Well, thank you very much. That's our show for today. I'm your host, Carrie Hayward, inviting you to join me again next week for another episode of the Disney Wedding Podcast. In the meantime, send your comments, questions, and suggestions to info at disneyweddingpodcast.com. Past shows are available in iTunes and on the show site, disneyweddingpodcast.com. And for instant answers to all your Disney's Fairy Tale Weddings questions, check out Carrie Hayward's Fairy Tale Weddings Guide, available as an interactive ebook with continual free updates at fairytaleweddingsguide.com. Life's better with an auto policy from American Family Insurance. No matter what dreams you're driving towards, 
That's because our expert agents will make you feel totally protected with the right auto coverage at the right price. You'll also save up to 23% when you bundle auto with home. American Family Insurance. Get a quote, find an agent at AmFam.com. Products not available in every state. Visit AmFam.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin.